As mentioned at the end of the last episode, today I am wearing a different outfit to record this podcast. I've decided to go for my flat cap, which is really interesting because I can feel myself wearing it and obviously I can see it and I'm actually touching it now as I'm speaking. It's interesting. It allows me to just be more focused on what's in front of me because it actually blocks off part of my view. Interesting. So let's see how this plays out. I'm a big fan of Anton Chekhov. And if you don't know who he is, then shame on you. Um, He's one of the greatest playwrights that's ever lived and also just a master short storyteller. He is just simply amazing. And we're lucky enough to have some of the letters that he wrote his brother because his brother's also a great writer um, back at the beginning of the 1900s. And he was you know, they're regarded as the Chekhov brothers and he used to write to his brothers to critique his work and just speak to him about what real writing should be. And there's a great part of this letter that I love because for me, superfluous language is often overused. There's a place in poetry. Sometimes I feel that this superfluous language is used too much in novels and I just get frustrated because I enjoy the story but I feel a little bit bored reading it and I just wish that some writers were better at describing um, circumstances and scenes better and Anton Chekhov kind of nails it really. In this one he's actually writing a letter to Alexander Chekhov on um, oh May 19th 1886, it's actually before 1900s, interesting um, and he says that I think the descriptions of nature should be short and to the point. And I actually completely agree with him here. And he says, common places such as, here we go, the setting sun bathing in the waves of the darkening sea poured out a flood of crimson gold, etc. And he's got another one here. The swallows skimming the surface of the water chirped joyously. He says such common places should be eliminated. In describing nature focused on minute details and group them in such a way that when the reader will have finished reading he will be able to close his eyes and see a complete picture and this isn't just true of writing this is just true of storytelling in general and general communication skills he carries on you can produce the impression of a moonlit night for example by writing that the broken bottle glass twinkled like stars on the mill dam and that the black shadow of a dog rolled by. He says, Nature appears to be animated if you are not afraid to use comparisons between natural phenomena and human actions. The reason why I wanted to speak about this on this podcast episode is because storytelling is something that on my courses, clients often ask me about, and we actually tend to talk quite a lot about how to tell stories how to bring things to life we do a lot of role plays on storytelling which is interesting for example one of the things that I love to do with my clients is to get them to tell a story but they have to use five colors to tell the story it's actually more difficult than what you could imagine but when you use color you add a vibrancy and you add contrast because without color we have no contrast it's just black and white although arguably black and white could really be colour or no colour. One of the other things about storytelling that's interesting is that if you are, for example, describing a tree and you're describing the landscape behind it, without the landscape behind it, you can't really describe the tree. 
I mean, you can, but you don't have context. And this is an interesting thing about storytelling. Context is hyper important. So as, as we are recounting stories and telling tales in our lives, it's important to remember that the person listening is your audience. And therefore, the story can remain the same, but the context can change dependent on who you're speaking to. The same way you're telling a tale to a child, you could tell the same tale to an adult. You just change the context slightly and that works for your audience. So the takeaway from this episode, and this is a genuine piece of gold for anyone who wishes to be a better storyteller, is to use metaphors. And Chekhov used a lot of them, as he just described in that book, sorry, in that quote. So if you have a big scene that you'd like to speak about, and perhaps you're describing a forest, for example, and to be able to describe that forest is going to take you a paragraph. Is there a metaphor that you could use instead that would be just as powerful? And one that springs to mind could be, it was like a Garden of Eden, yet it was a forest. You see, that allows you to instantaneously get a sense of what it's like by using a metaphor in your stories. It also allows the listener to instantaneously feel or get a sense of what it is that you're describing. So as we tell stories and as you are interacting with people in your day-to-day life, just try and throw out a few metaphors. And what you'll realize very quickly is that they are very powerful. They are very easy to use. And often they are met with a nod from the person you're speaking to probably because you've saved them time listening to the story that you're telling and you allow them to grasp the concept a hell of a lot quicker. So I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. And just remember that that Anton Chekhov book is called How to Write Like Chekhov, Advice and Inspiration Straight from His Own Letters and Work. So I hope you enjoyed this episode.